Welcome to episode 13 of Empower Central, the podcast of Central Christian School in St. Louis, Missouri. We use this platform to further our partnership with our parents and inform you all about our vision, culture, curriculum, and strategies we're using here to bring a gospel-centered approach to elementary education. I'm your host, Kristen Perona, and with me today is our principal, Mrs. Paya Sample. Hi, Paya. Hi, Kristen. So the reason I wanted you to come in here as we start out a new season of podcasts this year is um, one of the strengths here at Central that you have brought beyond your academic leadership is culture making among our faculty, but also among our community in general. Can you share with our listeners why is developing culture so important to you? Of course, thank you. I believe that developing culture within a school, and not even within a school, within any organization, is essential to the growth for the students as well as for the adults within the community. I think it's important for us to feel good about coming to school. It's a safe space for our students as well as for our teachers um, to feel good about taking risk in their learning and their teaching. And I think, too, the kids, even though they're so young, they're so incredibly perceptive. So Definitely. when the teachers have a good culture among themselves and are operating and there's community and unity, mm-hmm. I think the kids can sense that, too, wouldn't you say? I would definitely say that. And when students feel safe, they're willing to take more risk. And then they have a better education. Yes, they're definitely able to then try out some new learning, um, which can sometimes feel scary. But if they know that it's a place where I can take a risk and I want to be supported and there's enough support or there's a safety net around them, um, kids can do way more than we ever imagined them to be able to do. Okay, awesome. So one motto that we've had here at our school is love God and love others. But this year, you're really fleshing that out and making it pragmatic. I think at schools, we often use taglines or we use mission statements or mottos, and everyone knows them Uh and we say them. But what does that really look on a day-to-day basis? How are we teaching our children to apply these concepts to their lives? So how exactly can children love God and love others? Would you share with our listeners how you're approaching making our motto more practical yes, this I, year? Yes, I'd be more than happy to. Um, I agree with you that oftentimes mission statements, taglines get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, they just become something on the wall because we don't teach our students what they mean. Mm-hmm. So the love God, love others, I look at it as an adult and I can immediately think of ways to love God and love others. But kids, it's too big for kids. So the leadership team, which is made up of several teachers on staff, spend some time this summer to think about how do we make that practical for our students day to day. And so we came up with four values. And so our four ways that we're teaching our students to love God and love others is by being respectful, by being safe, being kind, and being brave. Mm -hmm. And so we're helping our students think about what that looks like in the classrooms, what that looks like when we're in the halls, when we're in a lot of the common spaces that we share. But more importantly for students to think about how do they take that outside of the walls here at Central. So something that doesn't just matter to them here, but giving them ideas of how to make this a real life thing that we we embrace out on the soccer field when mm-hmm. we're worshiping together at church, when we're at dinner with our families. Um, so ways that uh, even our 3K students all the way up to our 6th grade students can look at a word like brave and find value and find themselves in those values. Okay, that's excellent. So what does that look like for a child to be brave? Um, Can you just kind of expand on that? Definitely. Being brave, that was one of the words that um, as a leadership team, that's actually one of our values. So we are committed to being brave when we show up in a space together and have conversations around how to grow our school. As the adults in the space, um, we're committed to that. And 
as we were talking, we realized that if we can instill this being brave and courageous and being vulnerable with our students, like how much better would our society be? Mm-hmm. So um, being brave for our students um, looks very different depending on the student you're talking with, not even just exactly. the not even the age level. So being brave for some students may be raising their hand in class um, to simply share an idea that they have. It could also be raising their hand in class to say that they don't understand a concept because it looks like everyone else does understand that concept. Mm-hmm. Being brave can be asking someone to play at recess, inviting someone else to play. It can be standing up for someone when they feel like they're being left out or they may be a group of students that may be being unkind to them. That value in itself, I think, really honors our students as unique image bearers of God mm-hmm. and helps students to see themselves in, um, in just the, the different ways that God has made us. I love it. And I think that it also validates our kids and how they have been created uniquely and how they have been given by God different personalities, that there's not one way to be brave or there's not um, one way to be safe or whatever, Um, that we can bring our strengths, we can bring our areas where we need to grow, not only as children here at Central, but also as adults in our community, that Mm -hmm. the Lord is working on all of us Mm -hmm. and he's refining us and he's growing all of us yes. in different ways. And it's, and it's been really interesting as I've talked with a couple of teachers as well as some students. Um, some of the ways that teachers are taking the lessons are even helping the students see what brave looks like in someone else and how to identify that in a classmate. So mm-hmm. knowing that brave looks one way or not even just brave, but being respectful looks one way for one student, but helping students to look outward rather than focusing on self of like, for me, being brave may look like this, but how do I identify someone showing up and being courageous when it looks different than them. Yeah, that's excellent. Now, a couple of times as we've been talking, you've mentioned the leadership team. Would Mm -hmm. you mind just explaining what that is and who's on it? Um, Not specifically, but um, what positions here comprise the leadership team and what do you guys do? Yeah, so the leadership team is made up of um, teachers from that represent every key stage. So um, early childhood as well as the key stage one, which are the lower elementary and the upper elementary. Um, specialist teachers are a part of that team as well, as okay. well as representatives from our TLC, our counselor, and myself. And so the reason we have all these voices and the people around the, the table is that we all bring different perspectives. They're Absolutely. all, they're different, um, I call it their little mouse hole that they see that no one else sees. So the leadership team comes together and our big goal is to look at different parts of our school and think about what's working, what's not working, and how do we make it better. In order to do that, we need to be able to hear all the voices around the table. I know from my position, there are many things that I don't see. There are many Mm -hmm. things that I don't feel in the same way that a 3K teacher or a specialist teacher may feel. So if I'm going to move our school in a certain direction or make a certain decision, I have to be considerate of the ripple effects of all those changes. And this leadership team has been just that for me. So I may come to the leadership team and say, here's an idea I have or here's something that I'm noticing. Um, And I have to be aware that I have blind spots and my leadership team helps to point out what those blind spots are. Mm -hmm. And they may say, "Okay, we might move in this direction, but here's some history that you need to have um, that the school maybe has gone through before I came on board. Or here's how that might look for a specialist who teaches students for a 30 minute chunk of time, as opposed to having the students for the entire day or for the entire morning. So they're really working to, to refine the decisions that we're making, to ask hard questions, which I so appreciate. Again, to get me outside of my box and to think about all the different the, the different pockets that our school um, has and are represented at the table. Right there, I mean, we're talking about culture making. Right. Um, just by even bringing these different voices together. 
Last year, the two of us recorded a podcast episode on um, starting the counter narrative with your kids and mm. choosing culturally responsive books, and then how to have that conversation with your children mm. in your home. And one of the things that you mentioned last year was listening to the voices that might be marginalized or might not be listened to or acknowledged here in society. And I think you're doing that mm. here in our school just by the leadership team. So that's awesome to hear. Yes, it's been it's been great for me. Now, there's this funny phenomenon going on this school year. You've made a huge increase in phone calls to parents, so much so that moms are even posting about it on Facebook and Instagram, just about their intense few seconds when they hear that, oh my gosh, the principal is calling me and my child is in her office. It has something to do with our new Roar Board. So can you talk about this? What is the Roar Board? Why are you calling parents? How does this integrate into our four core values? Yeah. So the Roar Board and the Phone Calls Home have had to be my favorite thing so far this year. (laughs) And so it's completely tied to our core values. When I took the role as being principal, one of the things that I wanted to shift is people's perspective of who the principal is. I think about when I was in in elementary school, my version of the principal was someone scary who you never wanted to see. And when they showed up, you got frozen, you know, (laughs) you couldn't even move. and I think that that uh, stigma still exists today, that principals are these far removed people that don't know what's happening in the classrooms. And I want to be nothing um, but the opposite of that. Okay. I want to be aware of what's happening in the classroom, have the pulse of um, how it's feeling for teachers and for students. And so last year, I implemented some different ways of just getting into the classroom so students saw me on a regular basis, being in, at lunch, being on at recess. But this piece of getting teachers to send students to my office when they see them displaying any of the four values has been so exciting. It's called a positive office referral and teachers fill it out when they see students being respectful, safe, kind, or brave. And it can be for anything. It's whatever, it's up to that that teacher's discretion. So I've had students come for helping clean up things off the floor, students for admitting a mistake that they made on a math problem in front of the rest of the class. So again, a lot of variety there. And when they come to the office, I tell them, I, we celebrate with them. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This is great work. Can you tell me what you've been doing? And then the student gets a chance to call their mom or dad at home. <laughs> and so they get to pick if they want to call mom and dad. And it's been real fun watching them decide who they're going to call. Mm-hmm. Um, and some students have said, oh, my goodness, they're going to freak out when you call. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and then they want me to play into it. And, of course, I do. Um, so we call home. And uh, I just simply say it. They have from Central Christian School, and I'm calling because your child was referred to the office for demonstrating um, respect or whatever the value is, and then I pass the phone over to the student, mm-hmm. and to watch the joy in their face and them yeah. smiling, to just talk to their mom or dad for two minutes in the course of their day, and it's all because they're celebrating something that they've done here. It's just been such a delight, and then I've heard students talk about what they get to decide what they're going to have for dinner, or I can hear parents on the other end asking them, how do you feel about this? And I'm so Mm -hmm. proud of you. And just to be able to see that connection point and for for parents to see that we see their students in the way that God has made them. And not just me calling when things are not the best, but for Mm -hmm. me having a chance to call and just make a positive connection with our family. So uh, after they make the phone call home, they I have a roar board outside my office and the mm-hmm. students get to sign their name on the board and they get to see all the other students' names who are on there as well. And then I give them a fist pump and they head back to class and it, it takes all of five minutes, if that. Um, but I have already talked with many parents um, and they have just shared how that five minutes has 
shape the course of their students' year, not wow. even the day, which is far more than I ever imagined it to be. So I think that's a piece that I'm so excited about continuing to do this school year. And I've even challenged students to celebrate when they see their classmates displaying those values. Wow. I mean, that is excellent. And I think of myself thinking mm-hmm. back to elementary school. This is probably something that these kids will remember for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. These are those defining moments that um, they will tell their own kids about. You know, one time I was so scared because my teacher told me to go to the principal's Mm -hmm. office. But what a memory of being affirmed and even modeling for our children and our students how the body of Christ is supposed to Mm -hmm. operate. You know, being one that edifies, being one that encourages. Yes, we guide and we direct and we step in and we intervene when they're headed off course. But this is also a big part of developing a child. Definitely. And um, I really appreciate what you've done this year. I'm so excited um, just to see how this impacts our culture mm-hmm. and our students, our teachers, our parents. Thank you so much for the influence that you already have made on our school. Yes, yeah. it has definitely been an honor to serve our community. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.